Because really, to summarize everything that we've talked about so far, we can, we can even push further into this analogy of holding the future in hands. Holding the future in hands. Because if verses 13 and 14, what they're basically saying, James is saying that your life, your future is not in your hands. And again, we all know that deep down. The future isn't in our hands. And that is true. But sadly, I do think that's the main emphasis that we usually hear when we use this phrase, if the Lord wills. We only or mainly think the future is not in my hands. But the point is, actually, that's not all or mainly that the Bible is saying here. Rather, the comforting and life-giving thing is that, yes, our futures are not in our hands, church. Our futures are not in our hands. 2023 is not in your hands. But also, once we realize that our hands are empty and that we can't grasp our futures, it's not as if our futures are floating around in some vast chaos of uncertainty. (laughs) Instead, our futures are in God's hands. (laughs) He's grasped them. He's got us. And that honestly, to me this week, and, and I pray to you this morning, it became so, so comforting. Because I don't, I don't know what 2023 will bring. I don't know what even my life for the future will bring, and, and neither do you. I'm not in control, and I'm in way less control than I think sometimes. The future's not in my hands. But again, the Bible calls us to think and say, if the Lord wills, because I hope you know the future is in God's hands. It really is. No, no, no. This is a point, right, where we know that. We know that that's true and right theology, that God's in control. But I hope you might, even more so this morning, feel the, the beauty of that. Because as for us, again, we are a mist. We are fleeting. But God's in control of the mist. <laughs> and especially for those of us in Christ, we can know God has shown his love for me. He is so for me. And he's got my future. That is the underlying reality that James is getting at here. And that's why this passage is convicting absolutely. But if this passage is convicting to us, if we're wounded here, it's only so that we may be further healed and whole. And so that's this paragraph here. And that's what James is getting at with this idea of if the Lord wills. And for us, that's why we, yes, we ought to think, but it's also why we should really have the privilege of thinking if the Lord wills. Because applying this now, before we move on, most clearly, just to you or in my life, really. If you're struggling with this, just really ask yourself, who else would I rather actually be in total control of 2023? Or in total control of my whole life to come? Would I really want myself to be in control? I know how unstable I am, right? Would you really want others to be in control? We know how others just totally let us down. Would you want chance or luck to be the one that's in control? No, of course not. No one does. And that's why relying on any of those things will always ultimately lead to instability, uncertainty, fear, and especially it will lead to this feeling that you need to control and prove yourself by what you do in the future. But in a relationship with God, with the living God, it is different. Because again, if the Lord wills means he's got the future. It means he's good and in control. It means that we are secure in Christ. And so our futures are in good hands because God's got them. 